You're listening to Unsubscribe, a podcast where we explore all things sales development to give SDRs and managers alike the tools they need to succeed. Hey, welcome to the Domain Drive Podcast, Unsubscribe. This is me, your host, AJ Alonso, and I am joined with me, as always, by Alex Ellison, who took a very satisfying sip of water right now. I just realized I'm super thirsty. <laughs> Uh, Alex, who do we have with us today? We have Stephen Keefe. He's uh, currently at Demand Drive, transitioning to a project management role from being an SDR. Uh, Stephen, you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'll give you guys a a fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Just one fun fact? Just just the one. Uh, From Lexington originally, so we're actually right next to where uh, we are here in Waltham for Mm -hmm. Demand Drive. Um, big fan of Boston sports, and I actually just went to the Super Bowl last month. Yeah, you did. Which was a phenomenal time, and you can uh, see a picture, I believe, on our Instagram <laughs> if you check that out. So the fun part of that fact is that you're from Lexington, right? Yes, yes. Yes, Lexington. that's the most fun. Birthplace, birthplace of America. So, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. where, that's yeah. where it all starts. Who cares started. about the Is Patriots there a rivalry between Lexington and Concord? Uh, there are games. That it's not like <laughs> our main rival, but there, there's uh, some competition there for sure. Okay, all right. Good, to, Good know. to make sure that, you know, that rivalry stays alive in some capacity. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. been there since the Revolutionary War. So. <laughs> Oldest rivalry in America. Uh, so we brought Stephen on not to talk about rivalries between Lexington and Concord or the Patriots and how dominant they are, but because he's transitioning into the project management role, uh, one of the more hotly contested debates in sales development, uh, splitting inbound and outbound leads. You so could call it a rivalry. I could call it a rivalry. Good. Wow. Good call. Yeah. Um, a lot of organizations uh, split them in the sense that uh, SDRs focus specifically on inbound or outbound, uh, and more often than not, they don't sort of bleed between the two lines, but uh, Stephen has a, a bit of a different take on that, and we wanted to hear some of his um examples uh, when he was making calls as an SDR and sort of what he plans to, to take into his project management role here at Demand Drive and just get his thoughts on the matter. So right off the bat, just wanted to ask you your thoughts inbound versus outbound. How, uh, where do you stand on that? I mean, I think almost uh, all my answers for questions like this are going to come somewhere in the middle where <laughs> yeah, I don't think necessarily one is better than the other, but I think uh, any good program is going to have a nice mix of both. And in terms of splitting that up, in SDRs, that's probably the toughest part to determine whether you have you know one SDR going off uh, exclusively outbound cold mapped leads, or if you have a little bit of a mix where uh, both SDRs are doing some outbound and some inbound. Mm-hmm. I think really it, it's a kind of a toss up and it, it's a little client dependent, which I know I don't want to sound like it's a cop out, but <laughs> I think you know kind of depending on what the client's looking for, there uh, could be a little bit of variety. That's fair. I think, yeah, one of the things that I noticed um, throughout the years in sort of being in the sales development space is that's kind of the answer for everything is it's client-focused or circumstantial where there's no, like, cut-and-dry answer for anything, but a lot of organizations sort of stick to their guns, and they're like, no, we have specific reps are inbound, specific reps are outbound, they do a mix of everything, and they think it's the best thing in the world. So, like, it's interesting to see that there are some organizations that do it very well, and some that maybe split it don't do it as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's looking for that silver bullet, and you're saying that there isn't any. Yeah, I mean, I know when uh, on the project management side, as I'm stepping into this role, when when I talk to you know one of our new clients about what we have in terms of buckets, we often tell people we're going to go after you know some target accounts in one bucket. We have a reservoir list for another cold bucket for outbound. And then we also hopefully have some sort of warm MQLs coming in. Mm-hmm. And that is the best way we find success normally is there is a mix of all of it. And you have 
you know, some people coming in from trade shows or from a webinar or a podcast of some sort, or you have on the other side of things, people going into LinkedIn or whatever sales tool you're using to find the actual best people at accounts and reaching out cold. So I don't, I don't know. I, I really just think it, again, it, it just is super dependent on what they're looking for. But I think there are some situations where it's going to be a best fit for just one SDR to focus completely on outbound. So they don't really have, uh, you know, an overlap and they're trying to touch too many things at one point. Um, a lot of the comes down to internally where you think, you know, your best fit is. And if you are going to give someone all the outbounds, it's going to maybe ha rub the other person the wrong way mm. or, or all the inbounds, you know, it might not go super well yeah. internally. I think that's one of the bigger issues actually around. Yeah. I think incentivizing them differently is sort of where people sort of, they, they draw the lines um, mm -hmm. because typically it's a little bit easier to convert an inbound lead. Someone's already expressed interest and you can maybe push into the sales cycle a little bit more quickly than a cold outbound lead. Um, so anyone who's following up on inbounds is going to see in general, just more success than someone following up on cold outbound. So yeah. how you like incentivize those people is where it gets kind of sticky. No, I think that's super important to realize that it's going to be different for each one. Because mm -hmm. I mean, you know, on past projects, I would have somebody come in as an MQL and it might say, set up a demo as a note. And all I have to do is, <laughs> is get them on the phone and I, and I know they're interested. I, you know, I know that they talked with some of my uh, team at the trade show and that they want a demo. And that's obviously a lot different than going on Sales Navigator, finding the person, you know, by keyword or by title, and then finding their phone number, their email, and then trying to get them out of nowhere. Like, yeah, it's a pretty significant difference, obviously. And, and clearly on the internal side, you know, making sure that they're incentivized differently so that, you know, the person getting all the warm leads isn't crushing it as opposed to uh, the person, you know, who gets that one cold lead a month or a couple cold leads or something. If it's a difficult project, you want to make sure that, you know, they are incentivized appropriately. Yeah, definitely. Um, sort of following up on that, I know since you're transitioning to the project manager role from an SDR, um, if you were um, on with working with a client where you were dealing with both inbound and outbound, what were your strategies as far as you know balancing that out? Because obviously the inbound leads are more enticing, they're quicker, they turn over faster, they make your numbers look better, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But you know that outbound is still something you're supposed to be focused on and, and those sales reps are really, definitely. really more concerned about the outbound stuff coming from you. Yeah, no, I think that is a, a definitely one of the tougher things to manage. And I actually do a time management training here at Demand Drive, and that's one of the bigger things that we talk about is how you manage different things like that, like touching all the different buckets that you have that you need to get to at some point in the day, but you got to find you know the right time to do it. And really, I think it comes down to just blocking out your day. Um, and I don't, I don't want to get too into you know how you manage a, a daily. <laughs> You know, you schedule give us your whole time management training right now. <laughs> yeah, but so basically, I don't know. I, I always throw a note on my calendar for anything warm to you know make sure I'm double checking it once or twice a day, and that's like maybe a, a note at eight a you know eight thirty a.m. and then another one at three p.m. just to go in whether that's Salesforce where you're seeing MQLs that come in or if you have something on HubSpot you know that gets shot to your email. I made sure that I just check it a couple times a day, and again, depending on how many. Um, you know, warm leads you have coming in, it's going to be a big difference. If if your primary focus is warm leads and you're getting dozens every day, then it's obviously going to be have to be a little bit different. But for projects that I've been on, it's been a lot of uh, outbound focus with, you know, a trickle of inbound leads coming in. And mm -hmm. by doing that, I really structure my day around uh, prioritizing the outbound calls and then just making sure that a couple times a day I go to get to those ones that are coming in and 
that they're just not uh, getting neglected. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is just in, in general neglecting leads. Yeah. That's like the last mm-hmm. thing that a client wants to see is if they've given you some kind of subset of accounts, whether it be outbound or inbound, uh, and then you go through your motions and you, you handle them the way that you want, and they're like, hey, how did you not touch this account? That's outrageous. Like, what are you doing? It's, mm-hmm. it's tough to, like, I don't know. Like you said, time management is really yeah, key for all of that. So making sure that um, the client is happy, you're happy, you're getting all of the output you can. It's a tough game. No, it is. Juggling a lot of different balls in the air. I mean, I think it makes sense as an SDR that you really want to prioritize what's going to get you a meeting. And at the Mm -hmm. same time, the client wants you to touch the MQLs as quickly as you can. So obviously, while outbound might be kind of the bulk of what you get your calling done and, you know, the majority of where your activities go, as soon as you get something that's inbound, I I always think, you know, time sensitivity is is huge. And Mm. if you can get to those as quickly as they're reaching out, I mean, I've had someone who has, you know, gone and downloaded content from our website and you call them, you know, a couple minutes later being like, hey, you know, not sure if you were able to, you know, take a look at our website or, or even, you know, I saw you looked into something specific and people will very much appreciate it. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I was just checking this a few minutes ago. I wanted to just look at this for my own knowledge or whatever it is. And it's an easy way to convert that into a conversation about you know, setting up a demo or whatever if they are the right prospect. Yeah, and unintentionally, I think you promoted our MQL follow-up white paper that I wrote a couple <laughs> hey. of years ago in regards to that. One of the big things is timeliness and making sure that if somebody does download something or fill out a contact us form or whatever, it's making sure you get to them with a relevant message quickly because they're going to forget about it. Attention spans are short. Absolutely. I mean, when I have had uh, trade show lists and in terms of inbound leads, I always think the absolute quicker you can get to those, the better. Obviously, you know, if they're getting a million calls from a uh, hundred people at the trade show, they, right. they might not be responsive. But I, but I think regardless, seeing your, you know, company's name in their inbox that first day they get back, mm-hmm. and just being like, oh well, this person at least followed up with me. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm catching up on a whole week's worth of work, and I'm not actually going to get back to them yet. But I saw that they reached out, and they, I remember talking to them at the booth. Maybe this is something we should talk about, and maybe it's going to take me a couple calls to get them live, but. As soon as I get that list in, I want to be reaching out with at least that first email touch, like yeah, immediately. Yeah, totally agree. I'm, I'm going to insert a, a, an anecdote here. I went to a, a conference in the Boston area last year. It was a smaller conference. There were maybe like 10 booths with different companies there. I didn't get to all of them. It was mostly like a knowledge transfer kind of thing. Um, and I probably went to two or three booths to like talk to people and learn about technologies and stuff. So the other seven I did not talk to. And uh, about a week after the conference, I got an email from one of the booths that I did not go to. The, mm-hmm. the organization um, had an SDR follow up with me, and the first line was, hey, glad you could stop by our booth at this <laughs> conference. Uh, hope you enjoyed blah, blah, blah. I forget what it was. And my first thought was like, what are you doing? I didn't stop by your booth. Did you do absolutely no research to, right. to follow up with me on this? So that I do not like. I don't like <laughs> when people do that. They just lie to you. But I, I think that's super fair, and that's literally why I reach out to people in the way that I have. And when I call someone from a trade show, I mean, unless you have some knowledge that they specifically, you know, talked with your team and you have some notes in there from, a, you know, an actual conversation that happened, mm-hmm. for the most part, I kind of approach those as they might have seen the name of our booth. The majority of times when people stop by the booth at a trade show, I feel like it's to, to get the free swag. T-shirt. Yep, swag, we, we have swag, these, swag, exactly we have these badass T-shirts <laughs> that, uh, that one of our clients gives out, and it's just something that people see, and they're like, hey, I want to grab that. They might not have any recollection of who we are, so when I reach out, I'm, I'm really saying, hey, I know you probably didn't get a chance to you know, learn much about who we are at the booth. 
do you have five minutes to you know, go a little bit more in depth mm-hmm. about what we do? And you know, if it makes nice. sense, we can set up a little bit more on a full demo. I, I really approach it as I assume that they didn't really have much of a conversation because yeah. I understand that those those are pretty hectic. I know we had an event in Las Vegas, and most of my follow-up was, I don't know how much of the event you remember, <laughs> but... <laughs> And that's, right. that's just how it is for a lot of events, though, yeah. d- despite Vegas. being in Vegas. <laughs> it's in almost Vegas. like, yeah, you're treating them as if they are just slightly warmer outbound leads versus exactly. inbound. Right. Yeah. So, like, we kind of have the whole topic of the podcast on <laughs> sort of bleeding the, the two together to make yeah. um, a, a, an outreach plan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, that, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one last question for you. Please, please. So obviously the, the inbound leads are coming from marketing activities. Mm-hmm. The outbound accounts are coming from the sales team. Um, when there's contention between those two teams, mm-hmm. yeah. how do you deal with something like that? That's something that I think is probably one of the tougher things to deal with in terms of clients because sure. there's always going to be pressure from the marketing team to do what they're getting pressured by from their higher ups and on the sales side, they're always wanting to get meetings. So you have to you have to find the balance. It's not a perfect science by any means. Again, I don't wanna go back to the same thing, but I don't think everything is always black and white. This guy I can't think, answer anything. I know, I know. I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle for a lot of things, but I think that's really how it is. And and for the most part, like you're going to have to find some balance. And sometimes you're gonna to have to talk to the marketing team and say, hey, we have other responsibilities and this is how we're going to prioritize. I think at the end of the day, it's really just a conversation between you and the client of mm. getting both sides of them on the, you know, on a call or in the room at the same time and having the conversation with everybody so that at least you're being transparent because again, I don't think there's a perfect answer, but if you're able to at least discuss what amount, um, you know, how much bandwidth you can spend doing either outbound versus inbound. At least if it's talked about, then the expectation is set right. And I think expectations is what it really all comes from. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, making sure transparency is high, setting the expectations, communication, all of these different aspects that kind of facilitate the entirety of the sales development function overall. uh, Yeah, and if if you're getting pressure from, you know, the marketing team or the sales team, then it just kind of comes back to, well, what was the expectation that we had set originally? And then trying to get back to that point. And if it is off a little bit, then it's just about having another conversation about kind of resetting expectations. Hmm. I like that. That's a good answer. It's a good way to end the podcast in general. Wonderful. Um, I don't know if you had any lasting words of wisdom for people what, out that there. Didn't count? I mean, that, that was amazing. <laughs> but if you wanted to follow up on that, it's totally okay if you don't too. I think you just. I mean, really, a lot I feel like the majority of my wisdom has been uh, thrown <laughs> out for everybody <laughs> here. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, everything is grayscale. Like, that's, that's how I look at it. And, and if you have a question of yes or no, finding out the why behind it is probably the most important thing to do. So if someone's get, if you're getting pressure from marketing or getting pressure from sales, find out why, and then mm-hmm. you can always trace that back to what am I doing and why, what is the reason behind <laughs> what I'm doing and how do I approach it from here. That's great. I hope I that it. made sense. I that don't makes, know, I think I don't know if that was the sense. greatest piece of wisdom to end with, but uh, I think, everything, the, I think everything else scale. was not too bad. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for, for popping on the podcast and, and sharing that wisdom. I think it was Absolutely. very helpful. Hope to have you on again at some point in the future. And um, hey, good luck with the transition into the, the project management role. Appreciate it. I'll be around. You know where I sit. <laughs> I do know where you sit. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsubscribe. Remember, to get less unsubscribe emails in your inbox, subscribe to Unsubscribe and get your SDR team in tip-top shape. See you next week.